This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Hey guys, welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where you can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes, people such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are all heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those that have chosen to serve our society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here, you'll learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their purpose. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing, things that you could do to make some extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you'll learn from people like you that were working full time, but still found the time to create a course, grow a big team, create a coaching program, a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame their burnout that they were facing. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. Carpe diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. I'm your host and coach, Super Dave. Let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hero Academy. It's been a minute since I had my brother, Eric Levine, on. Um, It's been actually too long and uh, we were just catching up a little bit and we were talking about microphones and road and you were saying uh i know that they've been uh i got my protein drink right here <laughs> i got you i got my protein too it's from uh holland michigan it's a rye whiskey sir <laughs> i see that good for you uh um you were saying road road they sent you some stuff no they didn't i just i use a lot of road products and um okay. one of the things that i've been wanting to dive into a little bit more is uh mobile podcasting so i can take this on the road and and do it in other people's places and stuff like that so um i got this i just got it in the mail today i had it on pre-order but it's that uh streamer x it's this little like audio video integration thing um i couldn't even tell you how to fully work it yet i just knew i wanted it and i had a little money to spare so uh you know how us guys are with our toys I know. Uh, Are you able to say how much you've invested in in equipment? Oh, yeah. Um, So I have probably put 23, 24 grand into equipment. Um, Oh, my God. I I see your mic. Yeah, I see your mic set up. It's it's incredible. But go go ahead. You said I was going to say only half of that actually gets put to use Um, because you know how this process is. You buy stuff. I'm a researcher. I do a lot of research on my stuff. So, uh, I, I I put the time in, I buy this stuff. And then the only problem is, is I do a podcast format that isn't typical. So all the research I did was people that do a podcast in 20, 30 minutes, maybe, mm. maybe even an hour, let's say, well, mine's three hours. So two and a half, three hours. I'm like Joe Rogan. So um, without the money and uh, <laughs> it's coming, the, it's coming. Yeah, bro. The equipment I was getting was not working. It, it was, it would overheat. You know, I tried to use one of those like a DJI, little Osmo cameras. Like it's like a GoPro. Okay. Tried to make that work. Couldn't last. It wouldn't last the entirety of a a show. It overheat and turn itself off. And so, um, 
it's just a lot of trial and error. So you buy stuff, you think you need it. I, you know, I bought a MacBook Pro thinking that was what I needed. Um, I don't use it that often. Um, yeah. Now I am still glad I got it. Don't get me wrong. But um, now that I'm going to do things mobile as well, this is where it will really come in handy. Um, but when it comes to editing my podcast, like I still use this PC. It's got a, you know, gigantic graphics card in it, a nice processor, and it just does better than my MacBook Pro does. So your camera is crystal clear. Is that a uh, 4K Logitech or is yep. that something something else? Yeah, it's a Logitech uh, Brio. Um, That's what I have. And I, I'm about to change. I'm about to change this. I'm going to get a DSLR. Um, that's going to be my next upgrade is that camera. So um, I've learned. So if you want to know the difference between that and like these cameras that you see in the back here, this is what I film um, the podcast with when it's in studio um, is depth. So I, for those listening, I'm a cop. I'm a detective. Dave knows this. I don't know any of this crap. I didn't know any of this stuff before you all, I started. You learned podcasting. it all by trial I, and error. Yeah, student of the trade. So basically, what it is, trial and error. Um, so now I start to see things that I really like in other people's stuff. Like Harry Mack is one of my favorite people, uh, internet personalities. He's a freestyle rapper. Well, if you ever watch his videos, one of the first things people always say is like, "Oh my God, your videos are so crystal clear." Well, he's using a DSLR, and that mm -hmm. shows depth. That's the thing that these lack. They don't show depth. And that is the only subtle difference between what he has and what we have. So um, lighting is a big thing. Um, you can't see it from here, but I've got lighting. Um, how many, how many lights? So I have one facing me, a ring light. That's typical. And then I have a studio light over here, a studio light over there, and then one up above. And um, I can direction those either over the table when we have people in studio, I could just turn them and they face this way. So it backlights me. Yeah, um, you have the real deal, man. Yeah. I, I got to, uh, I got to step up my game. <laughs> yeah. And, and like that, and this is a problem with podcasting. That wasn't that expensive. That was like maybe 250 bucks. Yep. So that, that's not, you know, how pricey this equipment get like this mic is a $400 mic. I didn't buy it. It was bought for me. It was a yeah. gift from a company called Nice. Shout out to Nice. Thank you for the for the uh, the mic. They heard me on one of my podcasts say that this was my dream mic, and they wanted to support the podcast, so they got me one. Oh, that's incredible. That's right? the beauty of the podcast. Yeah, is uh, people wanting to support you. Mm -hmm. um, so, is your is your podcast blowing up bigger from YouTube or bigger from the streaming plat the audio streaming platforms? Um, if I were to be honest, I would, I think what my is audio it, is, is my best. That is my, that's where I get most of my stuff from. But, um, I think it's social media. It's the clips that I put together and put out there. Um, I think the YouTube videos gains interest when they see a clip that I put out, but LinkedIn and Facebook, that's, that's the two major guys. Okay. So, All right. My son told me like a year and a half ago, I got to put more clips out. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's so obviously my, nobody's going to watch my podcast for three hours. And I right. fully understood that. It's right. just me. If I'm going to do this and have fun, I wanted to do the, the video portion. I want to, you know, to me, it's a memory, you know, yes. I'm doing something I like and I, you know, it sounds corny, but I, I'll go back and watch some of the, the conversations I've had with people. Because it's just, it's fun. I like it. So, um, 
I've started as the craft, as you start to learn this, like you start to, you know, okay, well, now that I've figured out how to edit and do all that stuff, let me expand upon that. And so the next thing was like, let me chop up the best parts of my podcast and put, you know, a little five, six minute clip out there. You know, it's the really engaging parts of some of the conversation. And if that gets people like, you know what, this is, this is a pretty, I want to hear the rest of this. Like what's the right, where, you know, and I cut it off at the right spot. So, you know, <laughs> it leaves you wanting to hear more. And yes, um, I'm, 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 I try to do that and I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just my favorite podcast, Joe Rogan, uh, two bears, one cave. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, what is it called? Um, something lab. Anyway, it's like a science thing. Um, and uh, I have a terrible. Have you ever listened to Business Wars? No. Put that one um, on the list. Uh, Russell Brunson put me onto that one. Is it uh, about business though? Not necessarily. It's it's done by Wondry. It's almost like National Geographic. Radio Lab. That's what I was trying to think of. Radio anyway, Lab. Yeah, I've heard of Radio Lab. I'm so, a nerd. I like learning. Oh, I if guess. you like learning, I told you about this last year. You got to go to um, podcast movement. In, it's in, oh it's in yeah, yeah yeah it's in august yeah it's, yeah you told me about that i just have a hard time in, spending the money for that yeah but you spend it for equipment you don't know who you're going to meet there right they have sponsors they have sponsors they have big podcasters yeah they have um they have small podcasters they have all kinds of all kinds of sponsors and all yeah. kinds of like they teach you how to monetize. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's just so many different tracks that you can learn about. Yeah. Here's my worry. And this is, this is one of my, you're going to spend money, <laughs> not spend money. It's that this fun thing for me will turn into work. And right now it isn't work. I still have fun. I have sponsors. Um, it is always a battle to keep sponsors. Um, but I've got kind of a niche. I have networked myself a lot, um, especially with LinkedIn. And so that is kind of my, I, I feel like if I go to something like that, I'm starting to take it too serious. Yeah. You know? I think, I think it's important to, because you don't know what you don't know. True. And you might hear something and be like, wow, that's a really, really good idea. You just don't know. Like yeah. you just don't know what you're going to hear or who you're going to meet. I think it would be eye opening for you just to uh, meet, you know, a hundred other podcasters and hear yeah. what they're doing. And, you know, I am on something called, I just got on this like a week ago. It is called clubhouse. Okay. <laughs> clubhouse. I heard of clubhouse. And um, so it, it's, it, I'm just in the, they have these things called houses. I guess yes. it's like a chat group, yes. um, but it's all podcasters. The, okay. the one that I'm a part of. That's the only reason I joined it was for, for podcasting. I, um, uh, I was on it for a little while. And then I found myself just like listening in to conversations for like an hour. It was just a big time, time sucker. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, a big time sucker. Um, the one that I've, I've been listening to is uh, they've already given me some good info. Like um, I didn't realize this, like for my personal uh uh, following um facebook and linkedin are the two best to go after um for the age group uh which i kind of found that out organically um but what i didn't know me, is me that too it, it, what i didn't know was that um when you link stuff because i have all of the platforms instagram tiktok you know everything that's out there pretty much i have it um 
But what I was doing was I was individually linking stuff. So if I had an Instagram thing, I would take that Instagram thing and I'd link it over to my Facebook. Um, if I had a TikTok thing, I'd take that and link it over to my Facebook or my um, LinkedIn. And what I need to do is complete opposite. I need to share everything from Facebook or everything from LinkedIn to get people to go to my LinkedIn and my Facebook page. Um, I didn't know that. I'm just, like I said, I'm just a dumb cop. So uh, I like little tips like that. I'm like, they're like, no, you want to draw the people to the thing that they're going to get the most content from you. These people aren't on Instagram that much or whatever, but they are all on Facebook all the time. So draw them over to your Facebook page. Um, and they're, the groups are much bigger on Facebook. So if you can get on a page that has 200,000 followers, for instance, and they give you permission to post your stuff on there, well, now you're getting large exposure with very minimal effort. So who is who is your ideal audience? Um, my ideal audience is uh, anybody from 25 to 55, I guess. Um that's in the first responder military world. Like that's my, that's kind of my niche. Um, who do I personally want? I want citizens. I want people that are outside the career field. That's what I set out to do, but that's not the primary audience I have. And I'm well aware of that. So is my audio coming in too loud? It's coming in perfect. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I um, can hear you. I can hear you. Perfect. I've been trying to tweak the sound. So like I said, it's still a new mic. <laughs> you can make it louder if you want to. It's a, uh... I, I think you sound fine. Okay, good. Uh, um, what kind of what kind of detective are you? What 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 are you investigating? Um, I am a property crimes detective. So if somebody nice. burglarizes, thieves, steals any of your stuff, robs. Um, that's my job. I I I run a team. Um, we do a lot of undercover work. Undercover detective work. sergeant, right? Yeah, soon to be. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Uh, just, I was actually texting my Sarge today, like, you heard any word when I'm supposed to be moving out to patrol? So, yeah, I'll be bumped back. This kind of thing that stinks about working for a big city. Every time you promote, you start over. So, yes, yes, yes. Same, it's the same for mine. Uh, I, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. My department has 2,300 sworn patrol. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, 2,500 members, 20. I think it's one of the top, you know, uh, 14th or 15th largest departments in the country. Wow. Because uh, most of the people I speak to, um, I didn't know 75% of departments are like less than 20 people. Yep. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, my degrees in my master's is in criminology and criminal justice. So uh, I learned a lot of that stuff. Um but, I learned that just from having conversations with chiefs in small towns. Yep. Yeah. And your average chief only lasts uh, three to five years. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I've seen that in my own career. Uh, yeah. I, I know that if there's a bad chief, usually I, I outlast them. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. fine. I'm going to outlast you. Because as soon as the uh, politics change, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. As as right. The politics. You know, so, uh, as soon as the. For us, it's county executive. As yeah. soon as the county executive or, or mayor changes, that's it. He's going to bring in his own in-house crew. And yep. uh, I, I was saying it yesterday on the podcast that we have really, really good chiefs right now who are all solid, solid human beings. And that's like, awesome. You could have you could carry a conversation with them and they're like they don't have their nose stuck up in the air. They're like really solid human beings. Yeah. Like good, good my, people. My chief. um, I've been friends with him since he was a sergeant. Uh, he was a lieutenant 
Um, and just for your your members that listen, uh, we don't mention my department. Yep. Um, I'm not representing them in any yep. way. So. I don't mention mine ever either. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my my chief was a lieutenant and got the got the job, which is unheard of because I'm from a very large department in DFW. Um, so like you're saying, uh, my chief is a very good dude. I am very happy to work for him. Um, like any chief, does he make a decision? Does, does all the decisions he makes something I agree with? No. But the one thing I do know about the guy is he does make decisions from his heart and he follows that. So I can't ask for anything more. I can't always agree with it, but you never are. I don't I don't want somebody that I'm going to agree everything with. So how long you got on the job now? Um, I have been 17 years, almost 18. Um, 17 years. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's really good. You still rolling? I'm still rolling 25 years in. Uh nice. I got to get this podcast popping. I, I've been uh, I, I've been doing a lot more interviews lately. Okay. I've been reaching out to like my entire LinkedIn network. Yeah. And um, I've been scheduling 15 minute calls just to like link up with people who I've never talked to before. Yeah. And just kind of give them the format of the podcast and mm-hmm. tell them like, you know, we keep it casual. It's not going to be like um, some rote question. I just kind of. I free flow it now. I, I have a format. You do what head. I do. <laughs> yes, I do exactly yeah. what you do. Because you're, you're a talker, dude. If you're a talker, you don't need the, the structuring of a podcast makes it seem forced and unnatural. Yes. Yes. And, and did you warn your guests, by the way, that I am a talker and that this may be longer than your normal no, regular scheduled program? No, I, yeah. I, I think our first one, uh, we did a, your typical two and a half hours, but like for my my portion of it, I think it was like an hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes. But my typical show is 30 minutes long. Uh, You know, like most like most podcasters, uh, it's about 30 minutes long. And my reasoning behind that was uh, I was thinking my commute used to be about 22 minutes back in the day. Oh, when I was a patrol cop and um, my commute was 22 minutes. So I figured if I kept it short, people could get through most of a single episode yeah. on either the way there or the way back. And um, that was my thinking behind it. I did have a couple of long episodes and I just broke them into part one, part two. Yeah, that I was going to say, if you're going to keep it short, it's OK to have a long pot. I had one that was four hours. Like, <laughs> yeah, typically mine's. Two hours is the average, I would say, um, but. I have had some three, some three and a halfs, but anytime I get over three, I break it. I break it in half. So um, that four hour one, I had a two and a two, but it, it's nice because you, you're, you're getting two episodes out of a one recording, which is awesome. So, yeah. That's actually really good. Um, I have, I have an hour right now. I have to hop on another call it, uh, at six, 1800 Eastern my, my time. But um I, I find myself listening to a few of Joe Rogan's podcasts and he has some guests on like, uh, I want to say, who, who was it? It was the comedian, Howie Mandel. And oh, they, yeah. and they started talking about him investing in this hologram company. And I was like, this is so interesting. Like it had nothing to do with like, they, t- they touched on comedy a little bit. They touched on his career yeah. But he he started talking about this hologram company and I was like, man, I'm so into this. Yep. And and I was like, this is why people are so hooked on his show, because it's uh, yeah, 
you it's, catch it, yourself wanting to be a part of the conversation. Yes. And yes. that is how, like I said, why, why do I need to reinvent the wheel? I didn't, I have a niche. I, I I'm a cop. Um, I'm military. Uh, don't let the beard fool you. I got to do my military time here in July. So it's all going to be gone. But um, uh, I have a very unique perspective with, yes. especially my background growing up in Flint, Michigan. Uh, so any conversation I have on mine is going to be around those, which is, I, you can't argue the criminal criminology, criminal justice world is so interesting that we have TV shows that have been running off the same premise since the forties. It seems like. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's never going to get old. People love hearing about it. There's no one crime. That's the same. doesn't matter if it's, you know, this robbery, that robbery, they're different. So it, it it just goes and it inevitably you're going to get something about somebody on their personality. Like me, I'm, I'm a tech nerd. I, I love learning about the stuff. I'm not the best at it by any means, but what is that box you held up? That's that streamer X thing. That's that thing I was showing you. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and, and like I said, I can't even tell you a hundred percent how it works. I just knew it was something that I would be able to utilize for the show. Um, and I, I wanted to try it out. Worst thing there's a device. Was- there's a device like that. Um, I think it's called a zoom recorder right now. And it, and zoom you can take for- it, you can take it with you and it had, you can also attach lapel mics to it. Yeah. I have one. You have a zoom recorder. Yeah. Can you grab it? Yeah. It's my redundancy. Okay, yeah, let me see, see that. So, um, he's reaching under his table. Digging, digging, digging. It's in there somewhere. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so I just um, to fill the dead space. <laughs> let's see here. I'm unboxing. So, so, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah. So on the back. Yeah, somebody showed that to me, and then you can plug in microphones and. It- yeah. So basically, you'd you'd plug in your XLRs at the bottom there. Um, now that's what you can take on the road, right? I can, if I'm going to do like a pre-recorded episode. Um, now, the other thing that I got was some road wireless mics. Um, and what I will do with that is if I want to do a live, which I, I tend to cover some live events for cops, um, like uh, Brotherhood for the Fallen, yep. for example. Um, I've covered some of their events live where they're, their sponsors come over or the members come over and we just talk about, Hey man, we're at this event for brotherhood for the fallen. You know, why are you a part of it? What does the brotherhood mean to you? And then they talk about that. Um, and if it's a sponsor, okay, what's your business? Why do you, why are you guys out here? And you know, you're giving them a chance to brag, uh, promote about, their business. So, yep. Yeah. Promote their business, which is mutually beneficial. I'm all about it. Um, and, and at the same time, explain why out of all the charities, this is the one they chose. So, um, it's great. And, uh, I have been pre-recording, but that's kind of lame. I wanted to do live and I wanted to figure out how to do it with multiple people. So right now that's where I'm at. I'm trying to figure out, I have my, my iPhone, I've got the Osmo six, which is a gimbal. Um, and then I have the wireless mics. So that picks up to the phone. It's a very basic, simple process, but the mics are really good quality. What I'm trying to figure out is how to do multiple. I, I can only mic up one person right now. I want to be able to mic up to three people, including, you know, four total. 
um, including myself. I just haven't figured out how to do it. This I think they would talk over themselves, especially if they don't have headphones. I think they would talk over each other. They might, but that's where my job comes in to control them and let them know prior to, you know, putting all that crap on. Hey guys, we're going to go one at a time. I'm going to ask you some questions. I, I do have a mic uh, that the wireless thing goes into, and that is going to be my fix for now. Okay. So you answered. Yeah, you know, I'm controlling who answers. Yeah. If you're just listening, I'm actually showing my hand move like a <laughs> hand mic. <laughs> so that is how I plan to do that. But it's all road stuff. I'm telling you, road is the master of podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love um, it, bro. I have to get some more equipment. Um, I'm focusing on getting some video equipment. So I have to get some more lights okay. and I have to get uh I think I'm gonna record with my iPad temporarily because it okay. it has That's how I but started. i just i just need some uh i need some better mics okay i have this program it's called on-screen authority have you heard mm -hmm. of that you i think you told me about it yeah 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 so yeah. I, I actually cracked into it and it was actually a really good program um he shows you how to have a minimalist setup yeah so so you just have a couple of lights and then you could do it with uh with just your ipad and then he, he also talks about exactly what type of camera to get and mm -hmm. what type of setting to put it on so that you don't have to keep playing with the settings. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you got a fixed static place to do it, like, like my studio. Um, the big thing is just one sound dampening. My room is a echo chamber. I have wood floors. I have regular drywall. I have that stone wall in the back. Um, it is nothing but echo. So I put a moving blanket on my table. I got two sound squares that the thing that says Texas on it. Yep. And then there's an identical one over here. Okay. Sits behind the guests, but those are sound dampening boards. Um, and uh, the next thing I plan to do, even though my sound, I think is pretty good now. I want, I want dead quiet. So I'm going to get the, the foam um, panels. Mm -hmm. You can get like 52 of them on Amazon for like 90 bucks. Yep. So I'm going to get those double side tape. And every spot that you see on my wall that is gray, because that's the color of my walls, is going to be one of those. Okay. I'm going to make this room like a dead sound room. Yeah. So I want to get some lights. I also want to get like a neon sign behind me, like right here. Yeah. Um, we, what you should do is backlight that. See how my TV's backlit? Yes. That is the cheap. That was 10 bucks. That was 10 bucks. <laughs> And I got it on Amazon. You could do that on your your flag. Um, does it have to be plugged in though? It does. Um, yeah, it has to be plugged in. You might be able to get a battery powered one. I don't. I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, like a like a neon strip. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So what I did was I just I got the little LED strip, and it it's got the the sticky side on the back, and I just yep. put it on the TV. Same thing with that um, Death Star picture. That's yeah. got a that also has an LED strip just painted back there. So I was trying to do because I'm white. Yeah, I'm a well, I'm a Star Wars nerd. So I, I was trying to do that, but still police. So yeah, yeah. Red, it's, red yeah, blue. you got blue and red. I see yeah. blue blue on the TV and red on the Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah. And then if you look at those liquor bottles back there, my very first two mics required a the 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 sound dampening sock over them. And those I, I didn't you can't resell those. So I was like, let me figure out a way. Okay, here we go. So I just put them on top of my bottles. 
it's funny. Did you yeah. watch every season of yes, uh, the Mandalorian yes. and everything, everything on on Disney, right? Yep. Except Andor, I only went through Andor once. It was terrible. Oh, that's you very Andor was terrible. That's very hard for me to say. Listen, here's my argument. Stick with me, people. If you're like, oh my god, he didn't like Andor. I like Star Wars because of Star Wars related things. The Force, Mandalorians, you know, aliens, all these, you know, crazy spaceship thing. I like, you know, space wizards. I like that stuff. That's why. I, and they didn't have any of that because it's all supposed to be backstory stuff with humans, basically. Like, yeah, it was all it was all yeah, humans. Yeah. Boring, boring. <laughs> Sorry, boring. I don't need that. Um, I don't need that. So I can't wait for Ashoka to come out. That's coming out this year. Um, Ahsoka. 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 Yeah, Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the actress. I can't remember her name. Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got gorgeous, it right here. I used gorgeous. To love her. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm into her. She's awesome. She'll be good. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm pumped. She's played that role before. Yes. It was a teaser, but it was enough to get yeah. me sold. I was like, she's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I watched the cartoon as well. Me too. And, Me too. And she she did it justice. She nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love everything Disney. You know what's crazy is I love everything Marvel, everything and, and when people give the DC movies a bad review, I still love them. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay. I'm okay with them. Marvel like, is definitely better than Marvel's DC. better. They're, yeah. They're, Marvel's killing it right now. But um I loved all the uh justice league characters and and, yep. and that movie like i thought they did a decent job it could have been better yeah but superman's i thought they did cheating i just i just don't like superman i i like henry cavill i think he's awesome superman um but the character of superman the, you mean yeah the character superman but but my problem is, is superman's overpowered yeah like he can't he really can't be beat uh, he can be beat by magic, though. So, like, he'd have a real hard time with uh, Black Adam. Black Adam beats him. Because See, I didn't watch Black Adam, so I don't know enough about Black Adam. Black Adam was for he's he's formed by the same power, the same wizard that formed Shazam. But mm. Black Adam, he turned dark because his heart was filled with vengeance, basically. Ah. But uh, it's actually it's actually really really good. It's too bad that. Um, they were going to have a, a face off between The Rock and Henry Cavill. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you because it doesn't matter because they're not bringing it back. The Rock actually destroyed his contract. He um, he was pushing for Henry Cavill to to be the Superman. And they felt like The Rock was trying to take too much power from the franchise. Like well, you why, have to wouldn't Hen why wouldn't Henry Cavill be the Superman? Uh, the... Did he newest, not want to do it? The newest people. No, they wanted he wanted to do it. The newest people that came on, uh, Peter Gunn, I believe, want wanted to do a younger version of Superman. So they're going back in time to like Smallville time. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Henry yeah, Cavill is a gorgeous man. They keep switching <laughs> things up. They're um they're just changing up the whole DC universe. I mean, I don't blame them. It's not as good as Marvel. So you got to do something different. <laughs> it's not as good as Marvel and Marvel. They yeah. had years and years planned out. Yeah. Uh, DC's now they're trying to play catch up. So if you listen to Business Wars, listen to Marvel versus DC. That's the fir very first one that I listened to. OK. And, and that 
one that one series you got to listen to episode one because they go in order okay they're very they're very short but that one series will hook you on the stories because uh they just tell the story and it's kind of like voice acted out uh the conversations of that they were having and in the beginning dc was crushing marvel and marvel was a small was a tiny tiny small company because dc had batman and they had superman yeah and uh marvel was outside the box though yes and they had better origin stories so that's that's yeah why they that's why they they that's where content becomes important for podcasting (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, sir, I don't know if I hijacked all of this podcast. What what did you want to discuss today? Uh I just wanted to catch up with you and see uh, uh see what's <laughs> been going on. Yeah, I had I had no agenda other than to catch up and see what's been going on. I've been, you know, following you on Instagram. So um I know you had gotten a couple of sponsors that yep. you were really excited about. I know that you hit over a thousand sub subs on YouTube. That was a while ago. Yep. Um, what, did what you, are you up see? To, what are you up did to you now? see my IG that just blew up? No. What? What was? I it? had a I, viral video. Nice. Congratulations. I got, I'm like at 1.6 million views on this one. I oh know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I found this body cam video of a car. Um, officers on the side of the highway, and uh, there's a tow truck on the on the freeway, and then all of a sudden, a car on the freeway just ramps it oh yeah yeah. dukes of hazard yeah yes and that's what when i watched the video it didn't have anything to it it was just a body cam video and i'm sitting there i'm like that's a dukes of hazard move so right away i'm like this is hilarious let me so i find a dukes of hazard uh you know just a good old boys i find that (laughs) soundtrack (laughs) and then the horn the nice work so that's so funny because i saw that i saw that video and and I didn't realize that it originated from you. Like yeah. I know I, I've seen it. A, cu- a couple of people have sent it to me now. Yeah, and I've seen it, but I didn't know that that was you that put that together. That's so <laughs> yeah. awesome. I know. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. So I put that together, and I keep seeing the video on other people. Not my video. Um, the original on other people's things, and like, man, this needs a Dukes of Hazard music, or this needs, you know what's a fast and furious stuff or you know just naming off stuff uh what was uh nick cage's thing gone in 60 seconds because i think they actually do that on there um so i'm like that's funny you say that because here it is and i show i put my link up there and they're like you should make another one you should make another one now now you have to keep going (laughs) i know right now yeah i was gonna say you could use that same video and just use a different audio to it um oh yeah i could do a side by side of uh the the gone in 60 seconds um i'm sure yep. there's some fast and furious stuff i could definitely do um but i that, remember you you had talked about reviewing body cam footage on yeah. youtube did yeah. you ever start doing that yeah i do it yeah um it. i have not done it in a while because um i like to do it live so there's no chance that i've seen the video before um and uh because i think that makes it it gives me the ability to to read it better um and not look fake and uh i ended up the last time i had done it live i had seen most of the videos and i'm like shit i need to give this some time let it breathe let some more body cam videos start to get out there uh because let's face it us as cops we're going to do some crazy stuff some funny stuff some horrible stuff it's it's bound to happen so 
I gave it some time and that is part of what this is about. Um, doing some more streaming live and, uh, reviewing body. So if you're wondering what he's talking about, basically what I do is, um, there's, there's plenty of streamers out there that will take body cam footage and then they Monday morning quarterback it, not saying that's a bad thing. We there's, there's always lessons to be learned. The one angle that we never really get is what would a cop be thinking while this is happening live? So what I like to do is I will pull up a bunch of body. I'll type in, you know, raw body cam footage on YouTube. And uh, there's so much footage available now. Yeah, there's so much out there. So I'll pull those up and then we watch them together. And I let anybody watching ask questions, but I I'll play and I'll pause. I'll play and I'll pause. I'm like, all right, this, for example, this guy's approaching the car right now. So for me, if I'm approaching this traffic stop, um, I'm worried about the pillar. I'm trying to keep myself angled. So the, the driver can't see me. Um, I may do a passenger side approach because of these factors, or I may not. Um, and right now my only concern is hands, hands. I just want to see their hands. So I'm not thinking about what you're saying or what you're, you're doing. Um, I'm looking in for hands. So as I come up, you know, um, if the windows are tinted, Oh, okay. Now this is a big concern for me. I can't see in, this is why window tints a big deal to cops. And I just give that mindset of what I'm thinking while a call is developing and that is a, I, I don't, nobody else does that. And I, for me, that's the interesting part. That's what I want to know. That's why I, I did it. I watched a, I watched a recent one that's been going around on uh, Instagram where the guy approaches the individual for the stolen car okay. and the guy lunges at his gun and he's okay. yelling, sir, get off my gun, get off my gun. And he, he jams him. He jams the officer into his patrol car. And he's wrestling for the. Did you see that one? I haven't seen that one. No, I'll send it to you as soon as we get finished. Um, okay. So yeah, you could tell the guy's brand new because he keeps going, sir, 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 get off my gun, get off my gun. And at that point, he's fighting for his life. Okay. Yeah, so he's fighting he, over the gun. Yeah, and he and he's fighting over the gun with the guy, and the other cops roll up and they see him. And they just open fire. They don't even think about crossfire. They just open fire. I don't know if they didn't realize that he was in the car, that he was under the bad guy, <laughs> but the other cops oh. roll up and they just go bang, 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 bang. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a. I mean, it it can happen. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. Um, it's pretty yeah. Wild. I I I like that. I like that side. I think it's something unique that I do that nobody else has been doing. Can you think um, of any uh, any wild ones that you've seen lately? Um, the latest one that I've seen, I actually just watched it yesterday, um, was, uh, a lady cop and the male cop are going up for a traffic stop on a suspect that had numerous, um, warnings on NCIC hits, uh, for being extremely dangerous. Um, he's having some sort of domestic separation thing, um, use extreme caution. He's mentally unstable, da, 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 da. He's in his fifties. Um, and they go up and the guy starts to exit the car. He exits, grabs a rifle and both cops end up getting shot down. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It was a bad one. Uh, but tons to unpack from that one and, and learn from and whatnot. Um, I've seen it. So it kind of ruins it for me doing anything on my, you know, body cam live thing, but, uh, it, it's one of those, the definitely, I hate saying cops make mistakes because you're doing the best you can with what you know at the time. So 
it's easy for me to sit back and be like, you shouldn't have done that, dude. You shouldn't have done this. Shouldn't have done that. I, can't, I, I won't do that. So um, just tragic two lost their lives in that. They end up finding the guy and killing him. But uh, uh, so at least. Do you follow uh, police fitness nutrition? I think I do. Yeah. He always, or it might be police post. It's one, of, it's one of those pages. Um, he always, he puts it up as a talking point. And he always says, I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback. He's like, but let's talk about tactics. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something to be learned. Like if there's going to be a tragedy, the best case scenario is that we save other officers lives through the potential mistakes or things that can be adjusted and fixed through the, the tragedy that, that took place. So there's so many hours of hours of footage coming out now yeah. that um, I think guys are going to be better off for it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, shit. There was one where uh, a guy was robbing a bank and um, the rookie uh, comes up and he just immediately walks up towards the bank and the, the guy shoots through the glass. That's another thing that it's a, it's a mental block that people don't think of, but you can shoot through just about anything. Yeah. If you got a rifle, the bad guy had a rifle. Um, he killed the rookie and, oh uh, my God. but his FTO had swung wide. He did a tactical retreat and re-engage and he ends up taking out the suspect with a pistol. So, wow. um, I think it was a pistol. It made it, he may have had his rifle. Now that I, I take that back, I think he had his rifle, but, um, I was, he did great, but now that officer has to live with the fact that his rookie was killed. It's like, what do you do? How do you handle that? And then, uh, and then the other one that's just like wild, that school shooting. What what state was that? Where the Uvalde one, Texas? Not Uvalde. That okay. one was terrible. That one was terrible. Or are uh, you talking the one where was that Tennessee? The transgender girl. The transgender girl. Yeah, that was, was that, beautiful. Was that I Tennessee? Mean, as far as tactics, yeah, yeah. As far as tactics, the, yeah. So everyone in the comments said that uh, they set the standards for like how they set the national standard and but it was like, what's crazy is that's how the training is that's yes. how the training's been yes not when when they when they don't do that let's say like uvaldi that falls on leadership that has nothing to do with the cops on the on the ground uvaldi that was uh there was a lot of lessons to be learned from that yeah. one. Oh, absolutely so. yeah absolutely and then, and I, i've talk to some of the officers that were there um not on the podcast just separately because i knew them and uh it was every bit of just mass fuckery when it comes to leadership so yeah i remember there uh i don't know if he's a chief or whatever he was on on the <laughs> during the news interview he was saying yeah in hindsight i guess i could have did better <laughs> oh. I in in that. Did you see his interview? No. Oh, it was it was. It Try was to like, avoid that shit. It was man. So bad. It was so. I felt bad for him, you know. But like, uh, yeah. Chill, and that's children. part of the. It's part of the fuck up right now with the country is we are putting people in leadership positions because they look great on paper, not because of their ability to do the job and and what their track record is. You know, yeah. for me, who do I want in charge? I want the guy in charge that has been in trouble a few times. That's that, that's got his hand slapped and has learned from it and has continued to do actual police work. That's who I want. I've had some uh, 
I, I had a sergeant that got his stripes taken away and they told him he wasn't going to be able to take any more tests and have to retire after 20 years. And um, the administration changed. They eased up on that and they allowed him to promote back to sergeant. And now he's a lieutenant. And he's a great boss. I was to say, I bet he's one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best. That's a problem with police. But he was he was a great boss when he was a great boss before he had his stripes taken. Yeah, and th- th- but that's the problem with police work right now is we're in a position we're in a job that mistakes are likely and will be high, and there's zero forgiveness. Yep. And you cannot. That is not human. Yep. You you want no mistakes? Get a robot. they're coming yeah they are coming yeah they're coming but i don't see i don't see it in our lifetime no not in our lifetime well maybe in our lifetime just not while we're on the job um but i think we might live another hundred years um if they keep coming out with this freaking rejuvenation well they say quantum computers we should see them in the next hundred in the next 10 years so just based on the speed of computers now and how fast they're going and like, yeah, you know, how fast technology, uh, I think it's called Moore's law, but it's how big. fast it keeps changing yeah. within the next 10 years. If we see quantum computer, oh, speaking of AI, right. Helps since me Ch- with my podcasting. I'd say since chat GPT came out in March, there was 2000 new AI programs created just yeah. in the, in the month of March alone. So yeah. just think about like uh, Rogan, he talks about like what version 10 is going to look like. Yeah. You know, like what is version yeah. 10 going to look like? And we're going to see that in our lifetime. Shit, where, we're going like, to see version 10 in a year. <laughs> we're already at five. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I have a program on my phone. I use it for the podcast. I use it for any hashtagging. And I just say, give me top hashtags for Instagram on this topic. And then I type in whatever my topic is. Wow. And I do it. Boom. That's how I got 1.5, 1.6 million on this. Wow. That's smart. That's smart use of it. Yeah. I use it in police work. I mean, how, I'm telling, how do you use it in police work? So what I'll do, I'll, I'll, let's say I type up a report, but type it up and I'll say, improve it. I just okay. copy paste, improve it. So it, or I'll say something like, um, improve uh chronological order that's another thing i'll do because in police work when we do reports for those that don't know it has it doesn't have to be but it's better it's better for the courts yeah. if you put it in a chronological time frame so that this happened here and then this and this and this so um i'll do that another thing i'll do is um when uh statements i will say um uh title each statement by author and then it will say, you know, suspect one said this, then suspect two said this, then, and it just, boom, it's instant. Saves me a bunch of time. Uh, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you do that and then you just proofread it, make sure it's, it's accurate and then do any fuckery. And uh, can you swear on your podcast? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, I don't want you to have to edit out a bunch. I, so. No, I think it's mostly adults that listen to my podcast. I don't, I'm not aware of any children that listen to it. Okay, um, good. But yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Um, and let me see what else. Um, anytime I do any sort of official, uh, like emails or anything like that, boom, chat GPT. So my County was hacked, uh, cyber attack and they had to shut down 
mm. the computers, they like shut down everything. So now we can't access programs like that from the computer. <laughs> like for a while, you could barely access YouTube. Okay. And so like, just get it on your phone. Just, yeah, just whatever have, you want to do, send it to your phone. And I have a couple of, I have a couple of apps on my phone, um, but I don't have my work email on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I, I, I put it all on here. I don't give a shit. Yeah. On my <laughs> days off, I try not to think about work at all. <laughs> yeah. I just, because I'm so busy at work and I, it's my own fault but I'm into everything at work. Like I'm, I'm a kind of a part of the Intel, you know, I'm kind of a part of the real time crime center, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a part of all these things because it helps me with my job and what I do for, you know, I'm basically a roll a Rolodex for when it comes to bad guys who steal shit. So um, anytime my bad guys are also associated with violent crimes or gangs or whatever, I, I want to know because it makes me better at my job. Well, hey, I got a question about Texas. Are you guys okay. getting a lot of catalytic converter thefts too? Are you for real right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm being for real because we're getting crushed so, by it by them. So about three years ago, I noticed a trend of catalytic converters, and I ended up running the first state task force on it. Okay, all right. I yeah. didn't know. I had no yeah. idea. I wrote a forty-page paper on it. Yeah, I, I had no the idea. Language and all that. Stuff. Oh, dude, yeah, it's it's huge. So now we have legislation that has changed the laws for us that has fixed the problem. So, okay. All right. Um, so part of the problem is being when, okay. So I pull over a Honda Civic at two 30 in the morning and it's got 15 catalytic converters in the back seat, uh, a Milwaukee bag. That's got, you know, a sawzall on the back. We know what time it is. We know what's up. They just stole all these fucking catalytic converters, but who's your victim, right? You're not going to figure out who that victim is. And your victim's not going to come forward till the morning. That's true. Can you, can you keep them? Can you detain them? Can you arrest them? Uh, I Very. think we wouldn't have a problem detaining them here. You can detain, but here's my thing. Prove that they stole them. Where did they get those from? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and if they don't tell you, if they don't tell you, then it's going right. to be right. Like if they're seasoned, um, I think, I think we would charge them with possession of burglars tools and uh, based on what? Based on the sawzall and the amount of catalytic converters that they have. Okay. I, I, Is it a I crime think, to own catalytic converters? What if they tell you that they work for a scrapyard or that they uh, work at a muffler shop? They they would have to prove that in court. So my <laughs> my my county is all for okay uh, locking up like my my county is pro cop. I, I'm I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you through experience. Statistically, you're fine. I'm all, I, I'm with you all day, but let me play devil's advocate for a second. The moment they tell you, I work at a garage or I work at a scrap, because the ones that are seasoned know what they know what to say. They, they know do. what time they it do is. Know what to say. And so they're like, I work for this metal recycling place over here. Okay, well, who's where'd you get these catalytic converters from? Well, they're just from jobs that we picked up scrap cars. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I mean, you see where this is going. So yeah. yeah. Um. Depends. It really depends on how good of a liar they are and how seasoned they are. Um, I think in that case, what the midnight officers would do is they would just uh, put their information down on a uh, Intel debrief and they would forward it on to the detective squad. And um, 
I think it would just be out there like, hey, this guy, you know, Eric Levine was caught last night with 15 catalytic converters. And, right. uh, you know, and we called and and they would call a supervisor, too. And the supervisor would likely call a detective sergeant. And the detective sergeant would say, uh, you know, he would make the decision whether or not he's going to bring someone in or whether or not they're just going to do a debrief and cut cut them loose. And it really depends on how good of a liar that guy is. Yeah. That's well, really at the what end of the day, on. you need a victim. Yeah. I mean, you may be able to get them on the burglary tools. Okay, cool. But you still you guys need have that law? What law? Uh, burglary tools? Possession of burglary tools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have that. But it, it, inevitably, until you can tie it to something, it goes nowhere. You you yeah, you hooked them up for the night. Um, but what we traditionally did up until recently when we got the uh legislative updates is we would confiscate the if you knew what you were doing. And I'm and you gotta remember, I'm on a property crimes team. I know this right. average patrol doesn't know this. Right, right. Um, I can articulate that these are likely stolen, so right. I can seize them for 72 hours and put them in the property crime. Or property room, uh, more than likely they're not going to come pick them up anyway. Right. So now, now I wait for a bunch of catalytic converter theft reports, but a lot yes. of people don't report it. Um, so even and you're really good now. Most what I found is most of these catalytic converter thieves, it's organized crime. It isn't, it isn't random crack crackhead Joe that's, you know, out looking for a fix. Well, let me steal this catalytic converter. They're organized. They know what they're doing. They know what cars they're looking for um, because some are worth way more than others. So um, what typically will happen is you'll, you'll see this guy, you'll get him with all these catalytic converters. You'll take them, put them in the property crimes room, and they're never going to go get them. They'll never go back to go get them, but you'll wait for a report to come out of some stolen catalytic converters in the area that you caught them at. And what originally worked was we take these catalytic converters back and we try to match up the cut. Oh, okay. This fits perfect. Okay. <laughs> but what we were finding out later is these guys learned that and then they're double cutting. So they'd cut it. And as they're driving away in the car, they'd cut the pipe again and throw a piece out the window. And now when you go to match it, if you happen to catch them, you go to match it up and it doesn't match. And you're like, wow, these guys yeah. are getting really smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's why I'm telling people like, it it goes deeper than that. I mean, you really want to get into this. I can tell you about catalytic. I'm an expert at this. They're like, there's there's some people that can recreate a- accidents. There's other people that are good with, you know, blood splatter analysis and all that crap. I'm a catalytic converter expert. So let me go a little deeper. You look shocked when I asked you, are you guys getting catalytic converters? Because, <laughs> yeah, because this is like <laughs> three years ago for me. So here's the next part. Um, what they will do typically, like I said, it's organized crime. Uh, some of this money is even going overseas, just so mm. you know, um, cartels and, and, and Pakistan and, uh, Albania and stuff like that, or is that what they're called? Al- Albanians, whatever that is. Um, so they will have their girlfriends during the day. Cause these guys hit at night. They'll have their girlfriends during the day, go around with an app. Um, it's a public information act on, uh, the, the, you can pay for it. It's a paid for subscription, but basically what you do is they'll go around and they'll look for F two fifties, Priuses, um, Tundras, all these specific vehicles that their catalytic converters are worth a lot of money. 
Um, and when I say a lot of money, like a Prius is around $3,800 for their catalytic converters and uh, F250 um, between certain years is worth around 800 to $2,500. Wow. So um, F250s are popular because they're very easy to get under and very quick to cut. There's only two cuts, 30 seconds, they're in and out. Um, if they've got a Milwaukee Sawzall with the Diablo blade. Um, so they will look for these cars. They'll find the plates at supermarkets, you know, big stores. They're, they're just cruising the parking lots and they take a picture. They find out where you live by your license plate. And then they will plan for their boyfriends that night to hit this house, this house, this house. And they'll be in a line on the map. So they never have to double back and they can easily hit a freeway exit every time. That is wow. how organized this gets. Wow. Yeah. See, so, I, I I just thought that it was heroin addicts and like no nope. junk and crackheads and like mm -mm. <laughs> that that that's I we busted a house. So this guy um had a like a shell LLC for being a uh, metal recycler. And we followed a we call them cutters. We followed, I made up that term. I I, I don't I, other agencies may call them something else, but when I wrote up my paper, I call them cutters. Um which is who we assume is like the, the dope head. And it typically is, but they're organized. And what they do is they work for the shell guy. And what, when we caught where they were going and selling these, so your cutter would go get it and he cut it. Let's say he cut 10 cats on this list that this fake shell company was asking him to go get. And he comes back, he's got his 10 cats in the back, you know, the trunk, the guy checks them, make sure they're exactly what he's looking for. And we're seeing them hand the sawzall, the battery, the, the blades back over to this shell company. This guy, what he was doing we, when we raided his house, you go into the room and it was like a room like from Home Depot. The walls were littered with, with battery chargers for the sawzalls. Um, sawzalls loaded up on the wall, like mounted, like it was a weapons room. And then uh, all these drawers that had hundreds of thousands of um, Diablo blades because they cut through these cats like butter. I, and when I tell people I have seen somebody steal a catalytic converter in 19 seconds, I'm wow. not joking. 19 seconds. That's my best one I've seen. There's no way to even prevent it, right? No, like, no, you can't, you can't, you can't put a cap. You can't put a cap on your on your catalytic converter. They don't even sell no. anything, right? There's no well, there's there's things out there that they um the best one I've seen was for a tundra, and it's basically this steel plate that just covers the catalytic converter. Um that that but that's not for every vehicle, right? You know what I mean? Right. So tundras have a good chance if they get this thing, but the rest of them are screwed. Uh, you can, I've seen like a uh, U-Haul trucks. That's a popular place for them to hit. Cause they'll go hit a U-Haul lot where they rent out the trucks and U-Hauls were for a while soldering um, or welding, I should say rebar around the cats. It didn't, it doesn't stop them. I they had one where like 50, 50 of their trucks were hit. It was a true green uh, lawn special specialist. Uh, they had a ton of trucks hit and, uh, it's like, what do you, and they didn't have video on the outside of the building. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it typically, and this is the problem for every 
one cat that is reported, there's probably 10 that went unreported. And because wow. all they do is call their insurance company. Now, yeah. the insurance company started to get a little bit better and require a police report, but some people are just like, fuck it, I'll pay for it. Wow. Yeah. And I feel bad for the victims too. It's like I know uh, such a pain in the ass. I had this working guy. He was like a real hard working guy. He's like, doesn't anybody work for a living anymore? People come around and steal your shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I feel you. Not pain. when in 30 seconds you could basically earn almost four grand if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> now the only problem with the Prius, although it is the most um monetary gain for for what you do it takes longer because you have to jack the car you have to jack it up and it's yeah. lower to the ground yeah that's so. why they go after these econoline work vans yeah and, and the, the trucks and the vans yeah. yep, yep 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 f-250s between like uh 99 and 06 i think are the best um i think those are like 15 1800 bucks for those but they're the quickest so uh juvenile crime is definitely way up um, oh, sure. property property crime is way way up but violent crimes are, are down so that's a good thing <laughs> there you go um it's kind of the opposite where i'm at um but i'm just going to attribute that because i'm such a great property crimes detective and i got such a good team but right. uh no uh, no yeah our our violence is actually up um with the well, it's getting hotter it's got getting hotter down there yeah, yeah summertime <laughs> brings the Florida, Florida and Texas, people lose their minds when it starts getting 100 degrees. People yeah. just lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. What state are you in again? I'm in uh, New York. New I'm York. In, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm in the burbs of New that's York. That's right. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's 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 everywhere. As soon as the summer starts to come around, something's going to flare up. Uh, next month, mid month, I'll be down in uh, Texas, San Antonio. First time, my first time over. Where, there. What, what, when exactly? Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, I'll send you a text. Okay. Cause I got to do my military time starting July 4th. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, that's when I'm, I think that's, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm there for July 4th for the 4th okay. of July. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my travel day. I'll be traveling down there July 4th. I'll get my, you know, my, my lodging training in San Antonio. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but. Not not one of your favorite places. Well, I do, I train there every year. I do my military time. Um, so I'm required to do 24 days a year. I do it all at once, and I okay. normally do it in March. Okay. Um, the promotional... so it's going to be a long time that you're going to be training. Yes. So the promotional exam this year for my department was in January. Uh, I'm sorry, was in March. So I was studying up until then, and uh, I couldn't. I didn't hit my normal window. So the only time they could get me in was in July. And so I'm going to be there from July 4th to the 28th. Oh, it's going to be so, hot. It's so hot. It is so hot. And I work in a hangar, like an air hangar, because I'm Air Force. Um, I don't work in a an AC building like most people. But at least you won't have a vest. You won't have a vest on. Like, you're not like. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a cop. <laughs> no, not while you're working, though, right? I mean, not while you're training. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be full. I, it's not I'm when I go there, I'm like, I'm a cop. I'm a cop on the base. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, I, I forgot that. So, so you will have a vest on. Yeah, I'm going to not only will I have a vest, I'm going to have M4 mags. I'm going to have a, a rifle. I'm going to have a pistol. I'm going to have full boots, full long sleeve. I like. Thank you. Honey. 
So you oh, became an MP also? Like, what made you do that? Well, I was a I was military before I was a cop. I was active duty Air Force, 06, 2010. And then when I got out of active duty, I just stayed in the reserves. So and then what made you become an MP, though? I, that's just I knew I was going to be a cop. That's kind of how I kicked it all off before I became a cop in the civilian world. Okay. So I went in. I finished my degree, my bachelor's degree while I was in the Air Force as a cop, you know, and it just all went towards stacking my resume. Hey, I got to uh, I just looked at the time. I got to cut us short and we'll we'll have to do it again. No but uh, you your your most craziest thing that you dealt with, was it as an MP or was it as a uh, as a you know, oh, regular no. cop, regular cop? For sure. Okay. Well, what was it? For sure. Most. Okay. Um, so, uh, craziest thing I ever dealt with was I get a call from, I'm a bike cop, bicycle cop in a downtown area. Right. And, um, I'm very much a big fan of making friends with people in the, the low places of employment. So uh-huh. waiters, wait, um, it, this isn't the, uh, this isn't the big narco deal in the yes. hotel. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you oh, told did I already that, tell that one to you guys? You told me that story. Okay. Okay. Um, let me give you another crazy one. Uh, let me see. Since um, you said you were a bike cop, it, it started ringing. Okay. Like, I remember it, everybody's stories. Okay. Since I told you that one, let me give you another one. Um, Anything crazy ever happened in the military? Okay. Not crazy. You want a, a good prank? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you the best prank we did. Okay. So um, I worked at the time in what's called the weapons storage area on a okay. nuke base. Okay. So on this nuke base, there's there's these things called igloos, and that's where uh, in the igloos you have um, you have your nukes, or you can have ammo to 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 a rifle and, and everything in between. Um, well, there's processes that you have. You the nuke igloos, you have to check them like four times a day. You know, you got to go check the locks, make sure there's no leaks, nothing like that. Well. We had got night vision and we have um, the night flare. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, but basically, you can, it, they're, they're glow sticks that you can't see to the naked eye. Okay. Um, you can only see them with uh, night vision. Okay. Um, and they're for helicopters and stuff to, 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 to find you at night. Well, we get a new guy and we're training him. Now, I'm in the backseat of this four-person truck. And the new guy is sitting in the front passenger seat. And this is not my brainchild. So I don't want anybody to think like, oh, my God, that's a clever prank. This is my sergeant. Okay. And he had, he had game plan this. So we had a um, we have a drill like every quarter where the fire department and um, medical have to come out and set up a decontamination uh, area for any sort of exposure to anything right um and it we already knew it was planned it was a nighttime drill and uh the 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 plan was to have this rookie this new guy we're gonna trick him to make him think he's contaminated (laughs) so what we did was while i'm sitting in the back seat i had broke open one of these nighttime things and i poured it all over his coat without him noticing (laughs) And then my sergeant had poured that same stuff all over one of the nuke igloos. Okay. To make it look like it had leaked. And so we <laughs> tell him like, yeah, all you got to do is go check the locks and make sure there's no leaks. Well, how do I know if there's a leak? Oh, you'll see it. It shows up on night vision. 
It's all radiation stuff. He's like, okay. Yeah, I was like, you ain't got to worry about that. Nobody messes with these things. <laughs> so he goes out. And, we're and there would be all kinds of alarms, too, if there was a right, leak. Right. And we're watching him on night vision camera from our control center, right? So we get a hold of the decontamination guys. You know, they, 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 they were doing their drill that they're supposed to do. They're like, all right, we're on our way. So we're like, all right, we tell the rookie, hey, you got to go out and do the igloo checks. So he goes out, puts the night vision on. He's going to do the, the igloo checks. Now, no one, you don't look at yourself with the night vision, but he gets to this igloo and he sees there's shit all over the place, you know, and he's like, and we're watching on the camera. So he's looking like, he's looking around like, does anybody else see this shit? But he ain't saying nothing. And uh, he's, he's taking a while and he, he's like, well, maybe I should check the lock, even though there's crap all over the place. He's checking the lock. And then uh, when he checks the lock, then that's when he sees it on his arm. So he had reached out and he looks down at his arm and then you see him kind of like a cartoon, like, Oh my God. And he's, then he starts seeing it all over his coat. <laughs> and he's like, all of a sudden we see his coat on the ground. Now it's the middle of winter in Montana. So it is freezing out. All of a sudden we get him out. Well, we call him on the radio, like, Hey, how are your checks going? And he's not saying nothing. And finally we're like, you know, troop report what's going on. We're going to send out a, a team. And he's like, um, what does the radiation look like on night vision? <laughs> and we're like, are you serious? And he's like, there's white stuff all over. And we're like, don't move. And so he's like, stay still on cue. Here comes the drill around the corner. And I'm talking, it's like a, a caravan of fire department trucks and ambulance. And they got like, they know they're in on it. So they got their lights and sirens and everything going. We get them inside. They set up their little decontamination tent, which has like a, a shower and all that stuff in it. And we get them in there and, and we're in all of our protective gear, like um, <laughs> hazmat suits. Yep. Yeah. Hazmat suits basically. Cause it, it's a part of the drill. Like you have to do it anyway. So it wasn't nothing to us, but he doesn't know that. So he gets up there and my sergeant goes, like get your you know the med team's telling him like get your stuff off strip down strip down and he's so he's taking all his crap off he's like am i okay am i okay and he's like freaking out and my sergeant goes where's your cell phone and he's like oh isn't that why and he's like i'll call you tell me your parents number so you can say goodbye and he starts fucking crying oh my god that's terrible (laughs) oh my god it was one of the worst i like i didn't even see that part coming uh that was the worst print and so as he starts to ball i'm like i break i'm like i can't watch this kid cry and i'm like it's just a prank dude it's just a prank you're fine you're fine he's like what oh my god (laughs) Dude, it was brutal. Oh it was God, brutal. brutal. That is brutal. That yeah. is brutal. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that poor kid. I can only imagine how he felt yeah. afterwards. Like that. And we're flood. talking cell phones that you can only like. Uh-huh. You're not taking videos and picture it. Like this is how old this shit was. You know, iPhone didn't even come out to 09. We're talking 06. So, still training uh, jujitsu. I haven't. I switched to boxing. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm really enjoying that. I just wanted to do something different, you know. Yeah, I did. I did, did jujitsu since basically '06. So yeah, um, I I just want to learn a little stand up game. Um, it's a young man's game for sure. <laughs> Bunch of 18, 21 year olds in there just making me look stupid. So I just want to know how to pull duck 
weave bob yeah yeah that's, get out that's of the way. all i want to that's do. it that's all i want but and, but in order to in order to learn that you got to get popped in the head a couple times and well I, and i, I never like that mix. feeling <laughs> i let i i don't spar people so i i want people to fully understand like i'm not in there getting hit I, right they're they're using mitts so they'll hold the mitts up and okay. then they're just throwing little they're okay. just giving you the indicators so you can get out of the way get up and under and all that stuff um, because you're right. I, I don't want to get hit. I'm too old and I'm not going to be a professional boxer. So I, I don't need, and for people out there listening, when it comes to training and stuff like that, you can still go slow through these things and get just as good. If you don't believe me, watch any Thai boxing training from Thailand. They go, they go so slow and there's some of the, they are the best in the world at it. So. I was watching a guy on YouTube, a 10th planet jujitsu guy. Yeah. Buddy. And he was, uh, he had a sign up that he would give people like a hundred bucks if they tapped him in three minutes. And, uh, and I was watching this, he had some big guy like crushing his neck and I was like, Oh, right, right there. That's why I don't do jujitsu anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, he, the guy didn't know what he was doing. He was just kind of like squeezing, um, squeezing his neck. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I could feel that stiff neck. And I was like, that's yeah. why I don't trade anymore. <laughs> was it was it Brandon McCaffrey by chance out of Alabama? Mm, I don't remember his name. Okay. I'm not sure. That's yeah. my that's my favorite 10th Planet guy to follow right now. So if you guys are listening, you're like, which 10th Planet guy should I follow? Brandon McCaffrey. Yeah, there. I was just I was enjoying. I still enjoy watching the sport. I enjoy watching people train, but I don't want to be sore anymore. <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you man start up boxing it's fun uh, no and I, and I don't like getting hit in the head i hate i don't that get feeling. hit that's what i'm saying you i hate that feeling I, hate I don't that get feeling. hit they've asked me do you want to spar i'm like nope i have no interest all right brother but, i i gotta run yeah you're good bro you're <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. all right all right family I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of this story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, Hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.